Hi, friends. Welcome back to With Great People, the podcast for high-performance teams. I'm Richard Kasparowski. This episode is an interview with Dave West. Dave is product owner at Scrum.org. Dave talks about the feeling of belonging, the regular work rhythm of great teams, and remembering that everyone is human. To support this podcast, sign up for my newsletter at kasparowski.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, friends, and welcome back to With Great People. Our special guest today is Dave West. Dave is product owner at Scrum.org. Welcome to the show, Dave. Oh, thanks for inviting me, Richard. It's great to be here. Glad to have you here. What can you tell us about yourself, Dave? Oh, I don't know. What would you like to know? Oh, I guess, well, I run Scrum.org for Ken Schwaber. That's uh-huh. kind of exciting. So I'm the product owner and CEO of Scrum.org, where my biggest stakeholder is the guy that was you know, one of the guys that invented it. So you can mm-hmm. imagine what that's like, Richard. Always uh, exciting to have uh, strong opinions. Um, yeah, I basically, I suppose my personal mission is to help people improve the way they build software just a little bit. It uh-huh. used to be to help them to improve it a lot. And then I met the people uh, <laughs> and uh, realized it's an uphill struggle. So written a few books. Um, uh, probably one of my biggest claims to fame, other than being a Forrester analyst, running Eva Jacobson's company, Company, yeah. was uh, I was the product manager for the Rational Unified Process. Oh, so which, um, yeah, that's kind of like gets me boos and hisses now <laughs> on, on stage. But but once it was cool, you know, you know, yeah. I suppose it's like being the head of the Spanish Inquisition. Once it was really fashionable, it's just, you know, <laughs> doesn't do well over time, I guess. No, I mean, we did a lot of good things. River Up, obviously, there were some fundamental mistakes and and I think perhaps one of the biggest ones was this idea that you can build the perfect methodology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some people are trying to do it again now, but but ultimately I think we've learned that uh, the more the further you get away from the team, the harder it is to put anything <laughs> in stone. And well, mm-hmm. it depends. And well, it's a Wednesday. Well, it's a, you're building a spaceship. Well, it's a, you know. So anyway, but uh, had a lot of fun doing it and learned so much and met some absolutely yeah. amazing people. In fact. Perhaps that's what we're going to be talking about a bit today. Well, let's see. Uh, so this is the podcast about high-performance teams. And, and I like to ask people this question. I like to ask, what was your best team ever? You know, so it could be, mm. it might be your current team at scrum.org. It might be one of those past teams that you mentioned. It might be some other team. What was your yeah. best team ever? Yeah, it's difficult to pick one because obviously the people here at scrum.org are pretty amazing, uh, I guess, maybe because they're mentored and coached by the guy that invented Scrum. So they've always got a very, uh, they're, they're pretty good at, you know, self-organization, empiricism, and all that stuff. But I don't really want to talk about them, even though they're awesome. <laughs> I think the, because um, I think it's an embarrassing, isn't it? So um, I think I got a couple. I think one of the most enjoyable teams was when I was on the Rationified Process team. Okay. And I know that, yeah, maybe the product we built, you know, just to coin a phrase, do no evil, maybe it did a few things that were a little bit evil. I like to think it didn't, but, you know, some people have different opinion. But ultimately, I think the team was really good. I think that it was good for a couple of reasons. I think we had a clear focus and mandate. I think that was really important. I think it was cool. You know, it was definitely nice to go to conferences and people say, oh, you're the RUP product manager? Or Uh you're involved in the RUP team? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, sorry, you know, um, to sign something. So cool, yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, it's one of those sort of cool sort of things. I also think that we cared a lot about each other. And and I think that was really, really, really important. Um, 
you know, it was an odd um, group of people ranging from, you know, deep Java developers that are building something called Rational Process Workbench to mm-hmm. people that uh, were content editors, really, you know, so sort of the people that were really good at English or, yeah. or American. Uh, as we were forced to use, unfortunately. But the um, the you know the, it was a very strange group. They w- you wouldn't you wouldn't pick them as the group, but but they really got on very well, and they, it was a lot of fun. And and uh, you know had these sort of inspirational leaders, you know people like Philip Kushchen, people, you know the, these sort of very um, also not the people you'd expect, but they were really good at sort of instilling you with a a feeling of. Uh, of this is the direction that we're going. This is why yeah. we're doing it. So I thought that was a, a lot of fun, and and also I learned so much. You know, just to sort of uh, sort of Dan Pink autonomy mastery purpose. You know, the 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 purpose was being was really clearly articulated. But the other thing that was the mastery, I. I learned so much. I mean, imagine, you know, people popped in like Grady Booch and, you know, people like that. Ivar obviously was pretty amazing. And, you know, there's all these people wandering in that you're just like, whoa. And they like, oh, what about this? And, and some of those people are, you know, still around and, and they still inspire me every day. And, and I, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, have this this group of people that I still care about and that still help me. So I guess that's it. I guess, I guess yeah. it's purpose. I guess it's learning something. And, and I think, yeah, we, we were very autonomous. Nobody really wanted to mess with us, you know, because we were the Rook team. No, what the heck do they do? You know, they, they're the Rook team. And, um, and I think that was, that was a lot of fun. All right. So, so this team, the, the Rational Unified Process team, you had clear focus, uh, mandate purpose. It was cool. You cared a lot about each other. It was fun. Uh, inspirational leaders, you learned so much, you had great autonomy. If you could distill all of that down to one word that describes the sensation of being on that team, do you have a word? Hmm. Like uh, sometimes people even even but, close their eyes and meditate. We're, we're on video together right now. I, I know uh, we are. And so I was, we could do this as like a guided meditation. I'm closing my eyes. I have no idea eyes. what a guided meditation is. It <laughs> sounds like something you wake up uh, drunk from. But the um, uh, I would say belong. If I was going to use one word, I'd say belong. Belong. You know, I felt like I belonged. Oh, belonged. If that, that just was not a very easy word to say, is it really? So, (laughs) but the, you know, it was just funny. I I think I felt at home. I, 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 you know, it was just, it was my peeps, you know? And, and I, I, I I don't know if that was by accident. Part of it was maybe. And I know on a personal level, I was going through some definitely comedy changes in my personal life and there were certainly some things that weren't necessarily fabulous happening around me but it was really um it was a really good feeling of belonging and feeling like people care and and actually if i think about you know if you think about what i do at scrum.org today and and my team uh, I, you know i you caring about people feeling like you're part of something feeling mm-hmm. like you're changing the world is is incredibly incredibly important and feeling yeah. like you're part of it you know yeah so belong belong to belonging this is this is the one word and and what are some what are some things that go into your your deciding that this was the best team ever so you gave a whole laundry list of things is there any anything subjective that you could use to gauge that this was the best team or anything objective that you could use to gauge that this was the best team i think that 
the, the, the question, what's the best team ever, really yeah. t- talks to your uh, feelings, right? How you feel yeah. when you're in the team. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, yes, we were the most popular process in the world. That didn't help, did it, at that point? Uh, yes, we were speaking at large conferences, and yes, we, you know, you got loads of emails about, oh my god, we're starting this project on this amazing, and can you come in and talk to us, and and those sort of things that you know you had to play a little bit. And maybe it's to me, but my, my ego and the ego of the team, I think, you know, yes, we delivered value. Yes, we were. Um, um, definitely successful in terms of the business terms, yeah. but ultimately the way I measured to answer your question, the way I, it was how I felt. Yeah. And, you know, when, when I, I was reading the email that you sent about, um, Hey, this is what we're going to be talking about. And so I, I reflected for a moment. Um, I think if I was cool, I'd call it, I was mindful for a moment, <laughs> but, but ultimately I went to the loo and sat down and thought for a minute and, uh, had a sit down think. And I thought, you know, what when I what's the best team? And I, I thought, of, and I instantly sort of went through all the teams I've worked on. You know, I've worked yeah. on deep software projects where you're like, oh, writing lots of oodles of code and and that. And and then I I've worked on project on on a sales team. Sales teams are fantastic. It's like a roller coaster ride on a sales team. You know, yeah. one minute you're like closing business, everything's awesome. You're going out, you're partying, you're drinking, <laughs> you're you're delivering stuff. You're always your phone's always running, and then the next minute. It's a complete like, oh my God, the pipeline looks horrible. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's enjoyable for, for some reasons. But ultimately, I think if you try to combine all of those things, uh, uh, I, I think that the characteristics, that, the, the things that were most important to me were how I felt and how about, mm-hmm. I felt about the others I was working with. Yeah. So, so there definitely were some objective things. You were, you know, you, you definitely were a successful team. You were delivering the stuff. You were, you know, tons of people using it. You were getting dates at conferences and all that. Mm. But the, 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 the most important thing was this, this subjective thing, the, the feelings about the team. So what, what else was it about the feelings? I think it's the feeling I, you know, I used the word belong, didn't I? And I think that, that there's a crazy sort of need human beings, I guess that's why we're the most successful uh, of uh, uh, animals on the planet. Um, yeah, I, I think that the being part of a tribe, being part of something is, in, is very important. Uh, I think that that, I mean, if you were a, a total like scientist and biologist or I guess evolutionary biologist or whatever, you would say the reason what made you most, most successful was when you were as a tribe because you could, mm-hmm. you know, help support each other and survive and, and produce more product, food, et cetera, et cetera. And I think evolution has definitely kept that trait going. And the most successful of us are people that, uh, that can, you know, that operate in a tribe. And I think mm-hmm. that, that belong is the, uh, is 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 probably the most important thing, and those people uh, that I care about. Saying that though, I was thinking, and as I was, you know, on the loo, I was thinking, oh, well, I haven't spoken to them for a long time, have I? I was like, what? Then I suddenly felt guilty, uh-huh. and then I was like, oh my god, what are they doing now? So then I was like, oh my gosh, time to look in LinkedIn, <laughs> and so it's sort of, you know, it, it's not necessarily, it's a moment, it's a moment mm-hmm. in time. And, uh, and, and I think that it goes and it comes and, and that, you know, I don't think it's necessarily forever as well. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a moment in time. And that, you know, Dave, that's the beautiful thing about this podcast. It, it, it reconnects you with your best team ever. <laughs> <laughs> or not, or makes you feel guilty for 10 minutes until you get another brandy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are, um, on that team, 
I'm sure there were there, there's a lot of things that you did that were on purpose. Maybe some things you did by accident. What what were some of the what are what are a few of the concrete behaviors that you engaged in when you were when you were together on that team that, that led to all that success? I, I think I mean, gosh, I hate to sound scrummy, even though we were sort of anti scrum at this point. <laughs> Wait a minute, weird. you weren't doing scrum. It was no, we weren't. We're using what? rub, but. Um, <laughs> Well, I didn't know we were doing some things that were from Scrum. I, you know, I'd, I'd recently come into contact with Jeff and Ken at that point, and I yeah. thought, the crazy dudes, where's their <laughs> software architecture document? Um, what do you mean they're not using use cases? What the <laughs> heck? But the, uh, I, I, you know, the regular meetings, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have a, a, a daily Scrum of 15 minutes, but, but that binding motion was very important. I think that the... Um, the regular cadence of a release schedule. Now, I think ours was a little too long, but that's sort of like regular. We knew where we were. We connected. We talked. Yeah. All of these sort of things. I thought that was very, very, very important. I think just the rhythm was the was rhythm. important. You know, I think that that really helped. You know, we live in very complex times, don't we, Rich? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the the fact is that that you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Sometimes I don't even want to listen to NPR in the morning anymore. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like this cascade of, uh, I'm another thing. And, uh, and you're like, oh my God, what's happening? Oh, it's disappointing. And the, 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 so the stability, uh, providing that stability, um, everybody knew what they did as well. Everybody respected everybody for what they did. Yeah. Um, now, I think that was perhaps both good and bad. I think we could have done a lot better by sort of like being a little bit more self-organizing, a little bit more fluid in role. Yeah. I mean, there was, a lot of, there was sometimes some tension, healthy tension perhaps, but there was some tension between individuals on the team because of that, because, you know, some people were really busy, some people weren't, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, why stop moaning at me, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, so I, I think the, 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 the rhythms, the, you know, that, those kind of things, they were very, very important. Yeah, so the regular meetings, the regular cadence, the release schedule, yeah. just the rhythm in general gave, gave yeah. a lot of stability. Well, we all went out. For, we always go for sushi. In fact, I like the sushi place so much. I got the tattoo of the of the uh, samurai sushi. I remember samurai sushi. It's probably closed down. It's probably them, probably because they were using like uh, endangered fish or something. But anyway, we used to go there, you know. And uh, you know, we used to go there uh, on Fridays. We used to all yeah. go out. You know, it's like crazy stuff like that. Yeah. It was also we felt. I, I mean, maybe this is. I mean, I'm probably saying your audience is saying, "My God, tell me something." I don't know. And, and, and these are all <laughs> things that we hear a million times, don't we? But it was felt like it was us versus them a bit. Oh. You know, no, yeah. it, meaning not us versus them. Perhaps that's not the right phrase, but we were separate. We were, we were in Vancouver, British Columbia. You can't get more separate than that, really. You know, um, uh, which is, by the way, just a, an amazingly beautiful place. And maybe that influenced it a little bit. So, <laughs> so, so this is, uh, you should insist on your, to your managers that you have to be in a beautiful place, Hawaii, Vancouver, uh, or the Austrian mountains. You know? <laughs> and there's some nice, you know, I, I know you're, you're in Burlington, Massachusetts. And, and yeah. lo and behold, I look out the window behind you. There's some there's actually some nice woodland behind there. You know, that I, is I, I the take walks through there sometimes. Also known as a rubbish tip, yes. But the, <laughs> um, the uh, you know, places that you can throw <laughs> stuff as you drive past in your car is 
what we know it as. But yeah, yeah, uh, maybe Burlington isn't quite as pretty. Uh, and maybe that isn't as important. But <laughs> having, uh, actually, though, interestingly, even here, we've sort of created this little, like, little world, you know, yeah. with a nice boundary and we put yeah. some walls around it and, uh, and, it, and it works. So adding on to the regular meetings and the cadence and the rhythm and stability, you would also recommend sushi and tattoo. <laughs> you don't and have to eat sushi. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a vegan or vegetarian, you can obviously have a Maybe weekly carrot meeting. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Have a smoothie. But uh, no, I think that um, it, I think that the social stuff is important. I yeah, know yeah. that you know the. I think maybe sometimes some offices go a little extreme where they've got like ping pong tables, fuzzball, all that kind of stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're like, my God, do people actually do any real work here? <laughs> but, but, but the, you know, regular going out and having a beer or sushi or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I think it's important. I, I mean, I, I know it, you know, we are social animals after all, aren't we? And I think yeah. that, that that is, uh, that is incredibly valuable. And when I think back to one of my first, uh, I, 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 teams I'd ever worked on, I don't think this was a really a high performance team as you'd define it or a great team because we, we, re- we very much didn't really deliver on our potential we we got you know you know our, our leadership wasn't particularly direct in providing a vision you know all these kind of things were, mm-hmm. were mistakes but one thing that we did do was we did build a great camaraderie ship you know yeah. we uh, you know it was it was a really good a really good bonding experience and and again i i learned a great deal from from that so i, yeah. I think the social stuff's important yeah, for sure. So what are what are a couple of things that listeners can do to to sort of reproduce this kind of best team that you were on? I don't know. I I, I mean it's it, I this is the other question as well, you know. Um how do you reproduce it? Um uh because or, or, you know, come come yeah. close. Like what, I, what are, I are a few key I, key to do's, key actions that people can take? I, I think that you have to remember that everybody's a human and and focus on that aspect. I think that yeah. you do have to do that. I know I'm a software engineer, so the last thing I want to be doing is telling people to, oh yeah, remember you're a human. But um because that sounds awful, doesn't it? <laughs> but but ultimately I think you know, find some things like like so for instance here at, at scrum.org, we have a Slack channel that's just sort of getting to know you yeah and we put things in it that you know like oh did you i bet you didn't know i'm really into uh, morris dancing i don't know i'm not into morris dancing um you know but uh, but if i was i could share that or <laughs> yeah, tell you what, a colleague of mine steve did he, he shared that he's you know he was on a trip and because he's uh-huh. got slack everywhere and he took a photo of a piece of art and he said this is this inspired me and yeah. you know, for these reasons i was like oh my god you, you one you're in an art gallery i didn't know they existed but secondly i was like wow that's actually kind of interesting that i actually also like that art you know yeah. ish, you know and we talked a little bit about that you know and it's things like that so you know create a slack channel called getting to know you that sounds yeah. like it's a very practical geeky thing to do and and then so simple yeah and and so simple so that's one thing i think mm-hmm. that the cadence thing crucial yeah. Get, get those regular cadence. And I'm not just saying that because I love Scrum. Obviously, I do love Scrum. But, but it, it, you know, if you're doing Kanban, if you're doing nothing at all, you know, get that regular meeting schedule, yeah. schedule because the world is so complex. And, uh, and having that, those foundations in place is very important. The other thing that, um, though I didn't do this on RUP team, it's something that we do, we try to do, is we try to spend, we pair yeah. and 
sort of like swap around and try to, you know, uh, pair in each other's, you know, work with each other, like maybe support. I'll go and spend a couple of hours wrecking their day in support, which is like, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, let's send this email to them. No, let's phone them up. Yeah. How about let's get on a Zoom with them? Like, no, we've got like 50 people in our backlog. Don't you cannot do that. Okay. You sure? <laughs> but but it, it is, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's good to learn about what people do and, and yeah. get get to know them and stuff i mean if i was a management 3.0 guru i'd say what you need to do is you need to invite everybody around and cook a meal together um i don't think that's necessary but i do think that you know maybe they're getting to know you the you know kudos cards is another great thing that's another thing that we've that i've experimented with many times yeah. uh, you know hey you do you've done a really good job thanks and um those things are, are really valuable Nice. Thanks. Thanks for all those great ideas. And is there anything else you'd like to add? I don't know. I just think that, I, you know, it's funny. It's actually something that I'm really worried about, actually. I, 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 I'll t- so obviously Scrum, big team, team use, even Rup, big fan of teams. All the th- situations I've been in, I've always been in teams. Now, sometimes on multiple teams at the same time, which is incredibly challenging. Yeah. But one thing I'm sort of intrigued about is... So Rob had a core team, but then we had hangers-on that used to come in, and they actually. And I'm always very curious about the sort of uh, the future of teams in respect to that. You know, yeah. I, I think that when do you, it, it, you know the gig economy, you know, hang on, I need some a designer come in help me, or I need right. a, or I, uh, you know, I need a specialist to come in. You know, if I was a football team or a soccer team, I would, you know, I need a, a back rub or whatever, you know, get somebody in. Should they be in the team all the time? Blooming hope not. You don't need that much massage, you know, or maybe you do. Maybe, maybe you're a bunch of old geezers like, like you and I are. Maybe we do actually. So maybe, but I actually, I, quick note, hire masseuse. There we go. Anyway, um, the, but the point, the point is I'm always very intrigued by how much it is, you know, I, I, I buy into the, you know, keep teams together, blah, blah, blah. But I also see the value of bringing people into the team frequently. Yeah. So, the, so I'm always very intrigued by this. I know on RUP, we obviously brought people in and out all the time. And it was great. We had this sort of like energy that that created. Um, I've worked on teams where that can be a real nightmare as well. So I don't know if this is sort of last words but i'm always very confused as to exactly what the composition is and what that illustrates to me is that there isn't one composition and there isn't one model yes i think we know that if you're working on a complex problem it's important to work together for a period of time so we know some level of stability is important but we also know that bouncing ideas off others and having fresh blood and do it is is also valuable right so how the team composed will depend on your situation and who you are. So don't look for the, oh, we're going to use the Spotify model. That's the only model mm-hmm. to use. I don't think that's right. I mean, it is obviously Spotify. They have a fabulous product and they're amazing engineers and they're doing a great job. But, but it, it isn't necessarily right for you. So find things that are right for you. Try things, experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe kudos cards won't work for you because you're just far too sensible for those or the back channels or whatever, but maybe a chess league. Well, you know, I mean, I'm just making, I have no idea if a chess league will, but whatever, where everybody plays a piece, you know, or something. I don't know. Maybe 
maybe there's something that we don't know or I haven't seen that could work for you. But the only way you're going to find that out, right, is experimentation and feedback and transparency and, dare I say, agile. But, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Dare dare you mention some of the values in the Scrum Guide? (laughs) Perish the thought. They're they're all over my wall, so I really should. You need to be courageous. You need to be open. You need to commit to the process. Yeah, yeah. All those things are very, very important. Bottom line is, all joking aside, I think that you need to experiment with things to mix it up and to learn because... You know, uh, the one team that I wasn't part of, I wish I had been, was uh, my my soccer team from my home t- home city of Leicester. Yeah. Um, go the Foxes. And uh, <laughs> the, um, the, the Foxes are, they won the Premier League. And, you know, the wage bill of the Foxes was significantly less than... Uh, <laughs> Manchester United or anybody or actually any probably probably the weakest team in America would have been like infinitely more expensive <laughs> than these guys and, but they won the Premier League which is the yeah. best league a soccer league in the world in my opinion I know certainly the most uh, the most the big the, the the biggest group of high quality teams I would say yeah, I, I know that true. the Bundesliga and and obviously Spain has a fabulous league as well but and France has its moments but um but ultimately, they won, and they they won not because they're the most talented group of individuals. They won because they cared about each other and worked very hard. And yes, they had some talent, you know, and yeah. un, un, unrecognized talent as well. And they tried lots of things, and they they found a system, and they supported themselves to do, you know. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be lots of books about how they won the Premier League, and you know, and and I'm going to be buying all of them which is my wife's annoyance but the um yeah but the go the foxes go the foxes yes but the but the bottom line is i think that they 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 cared about each other they had a clear you know focus they got a little bit lucky and mm-hmm. uh, and when they won it they, they there was a guy um jamie vardy they were all around jamie vardy's house all of them the whole team and they were so they they love each other and, and I think that was very important. Yeah, I, uh, I love that you brought that back to where we started. They cared about each other. Yeah, uh, they did. Thanks for that. So how, how can our listeners contact you? Oh, you know, you can always, you know, dave.west at scrum.org if you want to talk about stuff, uh, particularly if you're a Foxes fan. <laughs> um, you know, uh, be sure to check out the blog at, at, at scrum.org. You know, uh-huh. we have some really interesting things and we have a great community of 220 professional professional scrum trainers that are writing some really kind of cool stuff there mm-hmm. and delivering stuff. And obviously the web the, the webinars that, that come out from that or the, the online stuff that comes out from that. Um, yes, yeah, so dave.west at scrum.org don't be a stranger (laughs) all right dave west product owner at scrum.org thank you again for joining us today i really enjoyed this this conversation thanks you're welcome richard have a good one hi friends thanks for listening and remember to support this podcast sign up for my newsletter at kasparowski.com